Penny, where are you going? I'm going drinking at Moe's. What does Moe's have that I don't have? The ability to make me happy. Fuck you. It's drinking at Moe's and it's coming up right now. Alright everybody, welcome to Drinking a Moe's Weekly Recap, where we got right now the post-show for the big forbidden door show between AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Start off, we'll lightly go over the the buy-in, not go into as much detail, but... First match was Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi versus Solo and QT Marshall. A pretty decent way to kick off the the buy-in, kick off the whole program for the night. Next off, we have Lance Archer versus I believe Nick Camarado. Hard-hitting hoss fight if there ever was one. Lance Archer pulls out the win. Next off, we got the team of Keith Lee and Swerve Scott versus El Desperado and Konamaru. I, I can't pronounce the guy's first name, so I'm not even... El Desperado had interesting maneuvers on the outside. Keith Lee obvious powerhouse that he's known to be. There was a like a Tajiri-esque whiskey to the eyes spit thing. Keith Lee and Swerve win. Ricky Starks and Hobbs do hype up deal between them. The Ass Boys and Max Caster out next. I'm not calling them by their uh, re- their you know gun club, they're the ass boys, and you know what Billy Gunn I almost forgot he's in this match too, versus four of the L.A. Dojo from New Japan's finest. Now th- this part was funny. Dan Housen comes on the screen, and you know. Getting on the Ass Boys' nerves, and they actually play the Ass Boys song that Danhausen had made. <laughs> Pretty fucking funny. And then you know, Ass Boys go trying to find Danhausen, but uh, you know, you think that that would signal, oh, this will get the the win for the New Japan guys, but you know, sadly enough. Max Kessler and Billy Gunn actually put on a pretty good match and, you know, great, great showing from the LA Dojo guys themselves. Next off, we have Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umino versus the JAS. This match is the one to kick off the main show. And Chaos definitely breaks out early. <laughs> oh, man. Kingston and Minoru Suzuki, who was on loan to the JAS for the match, they have a, reminded me of when Suzuki had that chop fest with Samoa Joe. 
They had a very, Kingston and him had a very similar one during this match. And Yuta had some freaking weird, impressive looking flip over to the top spot that I really enjoyed. And, you know, you, you would, you would think this would be obvious with, fighting going on everywhere with, you know, the bad blood between all these guys. I mean, shit, they're about to have a blood and guts match on freaking Wednesday. But, uh, you, oh, I was a little disappointed, but I, I thought this might go this way. But, uh, the Jericho Appreciation Society wins giving the Jericho Appreciation Society the man advantage for the Blood and Guts match. Next off, the three-way tag match for both the Ring of Honor and the IWGP Tag Team Championships. Now, this was a match, it it went the way I kind of thought it would go. But uh, definitely took some twists and turns. Dax Harwood kind of took a nasty spill and looked like he was seriously injured. You know, doctors took him out. But still, we got a pretty damn awesome tag match here. Me being the tag wrestling fan that I am. Hard hitting from everybody. Then... Wouldn't you know, Dax comes out and just has that shoulder taped up. And Rocky Romero, who part of Rapongi Vice that was in this match, does his dive to the outside and Dax kind of lands on the shoulder. Oh, I, I don't know if I even remembered that tell who was in this match. Rapongi Vice, FTR. And Jeff Cobb and the Great O'Conn. But man, it was... This was an amazing match. In my opinion, probably one of the two matches of the night for me. And wouldn't you know, FTR wins. They are now the AAA Tag Team Champions. The Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions and the IWGP Tag Team Champions. They, who knows, they might eventually end up winning just about every tag team title there is outside of WWE. Although they did win those before they left. (laughs) All right. Next off. The one match that probably didn't go the way I thought. I originally was thinking, you know, Miro was going to win. Spoiler alert, he didn't. But this is funny. Miro, at one point, daring Clark Connors to hit him. Oh, again, I forget to tell who's in the match. Miro... Malachi Black, Clark Connors, and the Bastard Pack. All for to crown 
the first ever AEW All-Atlantic champion getting back to the match. Miro and Malachi Black even end up facing off, which, I mean, obvious they're both in the match. But Black, he, he got a table and like leaned it up against the guardrail. And you're like, oh, damn, this is going to be interesting. And, you know, there's fighting on the outside. You're like, who's going to go through the table? Well, (laughs) ended up Miro getting speared through the table. (laughs) Rather impressive spot. The crowd definitely seen behind Clark Connors here. But wouldn't you know, after a very hard-fought match, Pac ends up winning, and he is your first-ever AEW All-Atlantic champion. Next off, we got reuniting with the Bullet Club for one night, the Young Bucks in El Fantasmo versus... They said the dudes with attitudes, Sting, Darby Allen, and Shingo Takagi. I'm probably butchering up his name, but he is a fucking beast. But here, here's the thing: during the entrances, they play Sting's music, and it's like, oh shit, where's Sting? Then, oh, oh, he's up in the rafters. Then the lights go out again. And all of a sudden, oh, there he is right on top of the tunnel. And Sting diving like he's fucking New Jack. Like, I swear, it's just like he doesn't give a single fuck. And he just doing everything the way he fucking wants to. And hey, more power to him. Man. I I did love the point where Shingo and Sting were, you know, doing some good teamwork. And Shingo puts his fist out for a fist bump. And Shingo and Sting do do a fist bump in there. That was pretty sweet. Then, uh, oh my god. I mean, I get it. But it's kind of El Phantasmo's shtick with the, you know, random flippy whatever and then going into just a regular old back scratch. <laughs> Fucking lie. I, I, I don't get it. But, uh, man, there was, I'm trying to, I should have done this right after but I was too fucking tired but there was an impressive uh, German suplex right out of the trio low spot there that pretty damn impressive when you go back and watch it which by all means if you can buy the replay of this go ahead and fucking do it then oh man you have probably seen like a short clip or a gif of this spot where Sting no sells some super kicks. <laughs> Fuck. Awesome. And <laughs> I mean, 
what what the hell was with the spot when uh, El Phantasma was freaking giving Sting a titty twister, whatever. But you know what? In the long run, Sting, Darby Allen, and Shingo end up winning the match. Next off, Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm for the AEW Women's Championship. I have to admit, I wasn't as excited night of the show as I thought I would be. It wasn't a bad match. I, my opinion, you know, all all due respect for Thunder Rose and Tony Storm, the people I was watching the event with both were pointing out spots that they were saying it looked like Thunder Rosa was sandbagging Tony Storm. Now, I can't confirm that I saw the spots, but, you know, I guess we'll see what comes of it. Thunder Rosa ends up Pulling out the match, she retains her AEW Women's Championship. Next up, we got Orange Cassidy versus Will Ospreay for the New Japan IWGP United States Championship. There was some impressive assist spots from Ozzy Open who were out there with Will Ospreay, part of the United Empire. Ospreay definitely playing off the role of the jackass. Kind of well in the match. Now there's the this spot where <laughs> freaking Orange Cassidy start doing those like, like not really kicking him, just trying to get in his head. And then all of a sudden, like after... Will Osprey tries to, like, tries to, you know, reverse. Then Orange Cassidy really lays it in. Pretty fucking awesome. Now, man, there was a spot where I think it was Orange Cassidy ramming Will Osprey's face into the camera that was on top of the ring post was like <laughs> but man an impressive match I don't I do not get why people were crapping all over this match like oh my god like why this match like oh my god but it was a great match loved it Will Osprey does end up retaining and then United Empire comes, and, you know, they're all attacking. Then Rapongi Vice comes out because, you know, best friends. And from what I understand, nobody expected this guy to show up. But Shibata ends up coming out and helping Orange Cassidy. It was pretty fucking awesome. He, Shibata was definitely laying it in. Great, great match. Great interaction with Orange Cassidy afterwards. Then we have next 
Zack Sabre Jr. versus um, whoever was going to be Brian Danielson's replacement, which ended up being Claudio Castagnoli, I'm probably mispronouncing it, formerly known as Cesaro. But a damn fast start from Claudio. I'm just going to call him by that first name. Claudio crazy shows of strength throughout. Damn great technical match. He even fits in this that spin maneuver that he's known for. And a nasty looking power bomb. Claudio ends up fucking winning. An amazing match. So many matches, just plain fucking amazing. Next off, for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship, J.Y. Adam Cole, could, I, I'm just going to call him Okada, and Hangman Adam Page. There was the regular spots, you know, you think J.Y. and Adam Cole are going to team together. They do. The other two team up against the other two. There is a nasty looking suplex on the the ramp done by Jay White and Adam Cole. Then, as you can expect in a Fatal 4-Way, just action all over the place. Then, there were spots where... You know, you kind of expected Jay White and Adam Cole to turn on each other, which did end up happening. And I will, I've said this once, I will say it again. The damn super kick is way fucking overused. It, like, literally, it is just like the DDT used to be special, and now it's done everywhere, and, like, you can't really use it as a finisher unless you got some wacky variation of it. Next off, main event time. John Moxley, Tanahashi for the interim AEW Heavyweight Championship. There was, oh my god. The, the match was pretty fucking amazing. There was one table spot Towards the, the, oh, the timekeeper's area. That that's what it was. A brain fart. Anyways, that ends up happening, and they're both just beating the shit out of each other. Moxley ends up getting busted open and pretty fucking nasty. Busted open, got blood everywhere. But. Great match, great blow-off to this, I guess, feud that, uh, you know, Moxley has been saying, you know, he's been wanting Tanahashi for a while now. Finally got him, and they did not disappoint, in my opinion. Afterwards, it was a weird way to end the show, but, you know... Jericho Appreciation Society comes out, you know, kind of to build up tension for the the blood and guts match. You know, I get it, but, you know, it's like, why? But, you know, 
the typical brawling between the teams. And, I mean, it was alright. But you have Claudio coming out. And there's history between Claudio and uh, Eddie Kingston. And, good lord, you could tell that Kingston was just not having even being in the ring with Claudio. It was plainly obvious if you go back and watch it, but all in all, pretty good show. You know, there were, you know, the everybody upset about some of the injuries on the replacements. Like, Zack Sabre Jr. was apparently supposed to be going up against Brian Danielson, but you know, good on Tony Khan for saying that if uh, Danielson wasn't feeling 100%, then he just wasn't going to be on the show. Good looking out. And, you know, other injuries, there was uh, Tomohiro Ishii was supposed to be in the All-Atlantic Championship match, but he had an injury, which that was fucking weird. But... All in all, a good show. I was not disappointed. I'm glad I finally got to get back into watching after missing Double or Nothing because of traveling back from St. Louis. But like I said, good show. Hope you all enjoyed it if you actually got to watch it. If you didn't, I gave you a little bit of a rundown. This week is going to be a bit of a light week for the weekly recap. Taking a little bit of a mental health break, but we will be back covering just about everything. WWE, AEW, if I'm watching it, I'll be covering it. Have a good week, everybody.